The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Back here on Sid and Friends in the morning on this Wednesday morning, down to my last three shows before the big vacation. I'll be back in January of 2023. And uh, the last couple of months, I just decided one day, I got to put Brian Kilmeade on at least once a week. The guy does a tremendous job after me on this station, 10 a.m. every weekday morning. Everybody loves Fox and Friends on Fox News. He has a great show on Saturday nights, One Nation on Fox News. So I decided a couple of months ago to put Kilmeade on at least weekly on this radio program. And the feedback has been immense. I mean, the mailbox is full, full of complimentary emails directed at Brian Kilmeade. Have you seen these yet, Brian? I'm not. I do not have your password to get into your email yet. And I've, when we become closer, I hope to get all those passwords, including your bank account, which is growing. When you're number one, I can't imagine how much money you have, how much overdraft you're capable of tapping into. Well, they'll, um, somebody will come to me about that, like to do with Donald Trump's taxes, but we'll get to that later. Let's talk yeah. about uh, this lunch. You took out a bunch of people here at WABC, including our our great esteemed owners, John and Margot Katsimatidis and Chad Lopez, Emily Pankow, me, Frank Morano, Leslie Slender, to name a few, Peter King. And it was a, a great lunch at Bobby Vans about 10 days ago. And you got to see, Brian, the daily interaction among the folks here <laughs> at WABC. When you left, what were you thinking? I thought I, I actually walked into a family gathering. Uh, and I was, you know, I know all you guys, but to see you interact like that, it is a family. And you, know, you guys are all over each other, too. The the sarcasm, the <laughs> digs, uh, the fun. It was very interesting because, you know, I visit a lot of stations. I had the President Freedom Fighter out. I probably want to see 11 of the affiliates. And they get along, no doubt about it. You know, I see them. But not like that. You guys are really a family because it is a family-run operation. And it also helps that you guys have had the success you had because that helps bring people together. You've earned it. Uh, but it's just interesting, too, because a lot of times, like with Fox this time of year, you don't really get a chance to hang out. And I get the sense you guys are so busy, you rarely get to go out and, and hang out. And you were basically able for, for 90 minutes because Bobby Vance needed to turn that table over. Uh, for 90 minutes, we had that back room. And I thought it was really cool. I'm just so glad we did it. I also felt cool for the first time. I never go to cool places in Manhattan. You know, I'm a Long Island guy. I get in, get out. Me and you are up at 3 in the morning. We don't really go out at night. We're married. So for me to go to a cool place with waiters that are actually older than me, which means that we, I really have to tip well, I thought it was really cool. And I know you don't get it often because I'm walking down Park Avenue heading towards Bobby oh, yeah. Vans. You're going the other way. I know. <laughs> I was going the wrong way. I was going to the wrong one. And I see Sid caught up in himself to thinking about his ratings and just see like big smile on his face. And I go, I go, Sid, where are you going? And I go, you coming? He goes, yeah. He goes, where are you walking to? 
said, I think it's this way. And sure enough, I checked. I was going to the wrong Bobby Vance. Yes, you were. There's another one on 51st Street. We went to the original on uh, 46th. Now, usually you and I start with a big political story, and we'll get there, but uh, you and I have a long sports history again. Oh, yeah. We almost worked together back in 1997 doing a sports show here in New York. And it's interesting because coming up in about an hour, I'm going to have Jeff Smulian on this show. And he is the CEO of MS Broadcasting. He was the guy that started WFAN here in New York. He's got a brand new sure. book out about Imus and Mike and the Mad Dog and all that cool stuff. The Mets, a team that you and I both love, end up with Carlos Correa. He signs a multi-year, 300-plus million dollar contract with the San Francisco Giants. They're about to announce yesterday he's a new player San Francisco cancels the press conference at the very last minute, and it turns out he did not pass the physical and the Mets at about 2 o'clock this morning. Scoop him up, multi-year deal yeah. over 10 years, hundreds of million dollars. He'll play third base while Endor plays shortstop. Your thoughts on Carlos Correa now pending the physical, a New York Met. Yeah, I guess he's going to move over like A-Rod did, right? So he here's the deal. It's 15 years. It looks like it's 50, excuse me, you're right, 12 years. Uh, this he's got to get 13 years, 350 million dollars. So he's going to be playing into his 40s. What is the medical issue? That's the bigger story. I I, I mean maybe the Giants are being oversensitive or such an investment, but uh, I mean Cohen's going to stop at nothing. He lost to Grom, but besides that, he's just been adding. Uh, remember the, when he got the job, they were really nervous about him outspending the league because he's probably the richest owner. So he waited a year, and now he's outspending the league. So <laughs> I mean I I'm happy for the Mets. But if you're the Pirates, uh, if you are the Royals, the one thing about football is I could watch the Packers play the Giants, and the Giants legitimately have the same shot, and it is, it's going to take skill and budget cap prowess in order to, to, to see who's better. In baseball, this is exactly what they didn't want to happen. We love it in New York, but if you care about the game, and you know Major League Baseball is just, over the, uh, just in New Jersey, you can't be happy today. What do you think? No, listen, I am happy because I'm a Met fan, but you're right. The competitive balance seems to be really crashing these days with five or six cities that can spend a lot of money, yeah. uh, led by, like you said, Steve Cohen and the New York Mets. So there's already teams already a month before spring training that have no chance, no chance, and that is somewhat disappointing. Like you said in the NFL, whether it's Cincinnati or maybe a few years Jacksonville, everybody's got a chance. Baseball, every now and then, a Florida Marlin teams wins a wild card and shocks yeah. a bunch of people. But you're right. For the most part, you know the six, seven, or eight teams and cities that spend a lot of money that will either win a World <laughs> Series or at the very least be competitive. Right. Uh, and look, the, the Yankees are an outfielder. So no doubt about it. Uh, what, I, what I love about the game... There's, I know free agency works. I get it. 70s, it happens. In 80s, it you know, becomes a dominant thing. But there's, people start realizing, we got to grow our own players. And that's when things start working. I think the Yankees got three shortstops. If you go deal one of those shortstops for an outfielder, that's the way it's done. You go sign a free agent once in a while. But when the Yankees signing Jesse Barfield three times, <laughs> you know, and Oscar Gamble ten times, and uh, go, you know, they get Catfish Hunter, and they get, people start going, wow, they're buying this team. And then they realized you can't just buy players. You need some type of chemistry. So what I loved about the Yankees in their heyday, they grew most of those players, and if not, they traded for them. They got Paul O'Neill because they traded their center fielder, who was their only all-star. You know, they, they grew talent and traded it because Steinbrenner was suspended. 
And he got suspended, and the team grew, and the Buck Showalter, the 30-something-year-old manager, was allowed to stay for a year, and then Steinbrenner brought in Joe Torre. But that, to me, is the best part about sports. And as much as I'm loving this offseason, the Mets deserve it after signing Mike Piazza and then going uh, like brain-dead for 20 years as Wilpon lost his whole fortune, and Major League Baseball propped him up, and the people paid the price with their new stadium. So... I mean, I get it, but I think in the big picture, I do worry a little bit. But, Sid, you are so New York-centric that I know you don't worry about anything except the Mets. Exactly right. I don't care. <laughs> this is uh, my friend <laughs> Brian Kilmeade on after me, 10 a.m. every morning here on WABC. And, of course, a major superstar on Fox News. And I mean that sincerely. I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, – not hyperbole here. Uh, Brian, let's talk about uh, the big political story today, and that is the uh, DOJ about to get the, the report – uh, from the January 6th committee, uh, four criminal referrals for Donald Trump. I haven't spoken to one lawyer or, or smart person this week who seems to think this will amount to anything. What they have said to me is the Mar-a-Lago stuff, that can come back yeah. and bite Donald Trump in the ass. But this January 6th stuff really looks like a waste of time. What does Brian Kilmeade think? Sid, I mean, they brought in an ABC producer. So if I sit down and I talk to you for an hour and a half and I use five minutes, and in that 55 minutes, uh, in that 85 minutes, you said, yeah, I really didn't say anything going on. Well, the more I thought about it, and for that five minutes, you say, yeah, there were some things out that happened on that day that I still have questions about. They use that five minutes, and they cut together all these montages of uh, just making Donald Trump look terrible. I'm not happy the way he acted on January 6th, but there's a counter push there that said he really had no idea that this thing was going to get out of control. That was not even brought to the table. So this was a big show. CNN lived off it. NBC fed off it. Now they're going to have to go somewhere else to talk about something other than with the Twitter scandal that's taking place, the broken border that's happening uh, that we're seeing here, the boondoggle of $1.7 trillion that is going to be jammed down our throats. Can you imagine if you just saw a big pot of money and everyone just grabbed at it <laughs> with no budget? That's exactly what's happening. But instead, you know, January 6th, three years ago, Adam Kinzinger, who I used to like, I don't know what happened to him, Liz Cheney, I have her cell phone. She said the ultimate conservative. They just snapped. They totally snapped. The, you know, the Mitt Romney just snapped. So to me, uh, the programmer at CNN and MSNBC is going to do some work. There's nothing that substantial is going to happen. The DOJ put a special prosecutor in there that's going to go for blood. And Donald Trump's going to push back. The big picture, these are all self-inflicted wounds. January 6th didn't have to happen. And Donald Trump taking those documents didn't have to take place. FBI totally overreacted. The DOJ overreacted. But if I know some, there's a hothead in a bar, I'm not going to put my chin out. Uh, and the president keeps putting, former president keeps putting his chin out while trying to get elected again. So uh, I actually think a librarian uh, should be in at Mar-a-Lago, <laughs> along with one officer, and grab all the documents out. That should be done. But Jonathan Turley keeps coming on saying, Brian, I'm if I'm Donald Trump, I'm worried about Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, that's exactly what people keep telling me, too. That's the one. Let's get local, uh, and then we'll wrap it up, Brian. Last night, Stephen Van Zant, the great Bruce Springsteen E Street Band member, and, of course, Silvio Dante from The Sopranos, Lily Hammer, all that great stuff. He holds his annual police ball every year in New York City. Last night was the ball. It was a great time. Danielle and I went, and they honored Frank Carone at this police ball last night, who has spent the last year, of course, uh, serving as Mayor Eric Adams' chief of staff. And uh, Frank, who's going to step away on January 1st, said that look for Mayor Eric Adams next week 
to do a big interview and uh, really detail all the good things that are going on in New York City. He said more than once, and Eric said the same thing the day before, New York is back. As a guy that works in midtown Manhattan every day, Brian Kilmeade, is New York back? It's getting closer, uh, but until law and order gets, until they reverse this bail law that will stop uh, idiots like these burglars going into Robert De Niro's house, uh, until they get some uh, a legitimate homeless policy, we're never going to feel safe. I mean, um, my daughter asked me today, is it all right for you to go in the city? I go, I'd rather you don't. You know, not, not yet. <laughs> but when I walk around, it feels closer than ever. I like that he's trying. I just like that a guy goes out and admits there's a problem because Mayor de Blasio would just sleep till noon with the paper on his head and go out of his way to vilify rich people. What I loved the other day is that Mayor Adams came out and he said, uh, and actually Hochul was there too, can we stop vilifying the successful? The top 2% pay 50% of all the tax revenue in the entire city. Literally, Hochul said, you could go. If you don't like it in New York, you might as well leave. Uh, Eric Adams says, I want everybody back from Florida. So stuff like that I appreciate, but I would like to see a little bit more organization. I think asking for a billion dollars because you're allowing illegal immigrants to come here and stay in hotels and get your free Nikes and get your flat screens (laughs) and building 10 cities and bringing them down twice and now threatening to build a third one, that is not a policy. So stop with this. I would say this. I would say along with saying reverse the bail law, we were no longer going to be a sanctuary city. I'm going to allow ICE to arrest illegals in this city. Then you go back to the federal government and said, give me aid for the 30,000 that you brought here over the last month in 16 buses uh, over the next three weeks. To me, that would be great. He also needs to get a police chief that can speak. He's the police chief and he's the mayor. And I don't think that's I don't think you could do both jobs. Listen, man, it's been a great year. It's been a great run. I want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. I look forward to a big 2023 together, you and I. All the best. And thank you so much for all you've done for this program. Uh, yeah. And thanks so much for making me a part of the lineup, uh, Sid, and make me feel at home. And I'm going to start saving for next year's lunch right now <laughs> at, at, at a Bobby Van. Next time, I'm going to go to 51st. Uh, the Bobby Van's on 51st. That's and great. Thanks so much to everybody in the, the WABC family. I appreciate it. I'm going through Friday, Sid. So uh, everybody out there, stay within yourself, and I'll see you in a matter of moments. Sounds good, Brian Kilmeade. Have yourself a great day, buddy. Great job as always. Peace. Go get him, Sid. There he is, Brian Kilmeade, of course, on After Me. 10 a.m. every weekday morning here on 77 WABC. Fox and Friends every morning on Fox News. And he's got a great show. I mean it. Saturday nights on Fox News. One Nation with Brian Kilmeade. Lots more to do today, including the man that started Sports Talk Radio. Yes, from Emmis Broadcasting, Jeff Smullian. He started WFAN in New York City, made the Radio Hall of Fame this year. He'll join us later on this morning. Congressman Peter King and the great actor Gary Sinise, who these days seems more like Frank Siller. Sitting friends in the morning, coming back right after this. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 